All right, it is the Fast X Sports Show back at it again. I am your host, Jared Fats Fatel. It is January 7th, and today's show is all about college basketball. It's going to act as a little bit of a catch-up with Michigan and Michigan State basketball, a little bit of a recap, and a little bit of a preview of what's to come in my two cents on whether or not these two teams have what it takes to, one, win a Big Ten championship and make a run at the Final Four. We're going to talk about all that and more. But let's start with the Spartans, shall we? You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing Well, well, well State fans were celebrating the first few weeks of the season Big wins over Notre Dame, big wins over Duke. They were looking very, very good. Then the Big Ten hit, the toughest conference in basketball. They start off 0-3, giving up 80 points a game, getting blown out in a couple of those games. Since then, they bounce back a little bit. They're 2-3. Am I worried too much about that rough stretch at the start? No, because Michigan State always struggles early in the season. They always have a patch of Big Ten play that they struggle. Tom Izzo is built for this. That's why he schedules tough teams in the start of the season, like Duke and Notre Dame, because he knows that it's going to make them better come March. What I am worried about, though, is from watching this team, I'm not sure if, even if Tom Izzo gets them playing their best basketball come March, I don't think that they have what it takes to, one, not only win a Big Ten championship, but, two, make a Final Four run. Probably asking yourself, why is that? They just beat Duke, who is perennial power. They, Yeah, they had a couple off games, but they're still figuring things out. No, this is my, why. It seems like Michigan State's game plan is to pretty much outscore teams, which I'm fine with. They've done that with, with teams in the past, with, with Cassius Winston, Xavier Tillman, and guys like that. But listen, they don't have a point guard. This is the first team that I can remember in my lifetime that Michigan State has not had a stud point guard from Neitzel to Mateen Cleaves to uh, even Corey Lucius for a little stretch there to Kalen Lucas to Cassius Winston. They've always had good point guards. Now they're down to Foster Lawyer and A.J. Hoggard. I love Foster Lawyer. He is incredible high school basketball player. I'm not sure why it hasn't quite really fully fleshed out with him. Yes, he can still shoot. He's better than he was last year. He's put on some weight. I get all that. But he's not Drew Neitzel, which I think was the hope. He's not. He's a spot shooter. He's a good 7th or 8th guy in the rotation. Right now, he's kind of playing six-man minutes. I don't think that's where you want him. He's not good enough. He's too small. He's not a good enough defender. And he's not even showing off his jumper. Like We kind of at least thought, worst-case scenario, this guy's going to be a drop-dead shooter. He's struggling. Another problem with Michigan State, Aaron Henry. One, let me just say, I'm surprised that he's as good as he is. But this guy is just not consistent. I think it's going to come when he become, comes next year, when he gets a whole other year of kind of being the guy this season. And then next year, I think, is when he really shoots into the stratosphere, Big Ten Player of the Year type caliber. But this year, it, the fact that they're going to him as their lead scorer and their best playmaker is it, just worrisome for me. I don't see it. He's 28% from three-point line. Not big. He's undersized. Draymond Green type guy. 6'6". I just don't see it. The problem with Michigan State thinking that they're going to outscore teams is a big issue for a few different reasons. Their top assist leader is Henry with 3.8 a game. 
compared to a team like Michigan who pings the ball. Michigan has three players with more assists than Michigan State's top guy. They do not get a lot of assists. If you watch Henry, a lot of his buckets are really just kind of James Harden iso ball buckets. That's going to be tough when you get into tournament time, when you get into the tough defensive teams in the Big Ten like a Wisconsin, like an Iowa. You're not Aaron Henry's not just going to be able to clear it out and go iso mode. He's just not. Other thing that makes me very worried about this team is they're giving up 72 points a game. Izzo's been saying how they're finally back to play Michigan State basketball after beating Rutgers. I think it was a flash in the pan. You don't, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. This team has shown in a 10-game sample only one of those times have they really looked s- superb on defense, and that was against Rutgers' team that I think just had an off night. And where Michigan State was clearly going to put an emphasis on defense after what's happened the last few weeks, or last week or so. 239th ranked is how many points they're giving up a game at 72. 239th. That's fine if you want to outscore teams, but it's not like Michigan State is putting a ton of points on the board. They're 95th ranked in scoring and only 8.23s a game. Excuse me, they're 8.2, they're 95th ranked in three point percentage. 135th ranked in, in total offense. They are with teams, you would think that they are running the Princeton offense if you look at the teams that are surrounding them on this list. It is Princeton. It is, you know, it's Ivy League schools that run this little slowdown, bunch of ball screens offense. Michigan State is up and down. If they want to outscore teams, they got to be in the top 20 in that category. And they got to up their defense. Another problem I see with this team just the three-point shooting has always been an issue under Izzo. Xavier Tillman helped, helped out a lot last year. Obviously, Cassius Winston helped a lot last year. They're struggling from three, too. I just said it. 95th ranked. 136th ranked field goal percentage. How are you going to outscore teams with 136th ranked field goal percentage when your best rebounder is 6'9", Joey Hauser? I love Joey Hauser. Great story. Uh, he was a huge recruit coming out of high school. His brother wasn't so much. He decides to go to Marquette so he could play with his brother. Great story. I like the guy. Typical Michigan State basketball player. But if he's your guy that is scooping up the rebounds for a team that is not very good shooting from the floor, they're going to have struggles. They're going to have struggles scoring. And in a game like we saw with Minnesota and teams like that that can that are hot from three, they're going to get ran out of the gym because they can't match teams with threes. They are not a good shooting team. Their offense is stagnant. They they do not have many assists. And their defense, just the numbers speak to themselves. Other than one anomaly game, and even including the anomaly game, they're 239th ranked in points per game. I know, I know. They have Tom Izzo, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he can correct a lot of those things. He's going to correct a lot of those things. But when the bar is set at Final Four and when you're beating teams like Duke at the start of the year, if you are a Sweet 16 team and a middle-of-the-tier pack in the Big Ten team, you have under-exceeded expectations. And that's where I see this team going. I mean, I'm just not sure how they they plan to do this with the, with the team they have. I, I know I've expected more scoring out of Josh Langford. Josh Langford has been very, very slow out the gates, which was expected. I'm rooting for the guy. He's got one heck of a story, but he's not really helping with eight points a game. On 40% shooting. This team is young. I understand that. And without really a true floor general on the court, Izzo is going to have to do more coaching than he's ever done. Very worried about this team. 
and I know they have Izzo. I know we. I have every right to not worry about them at all until March, until they lose in the tournament, because every single year they are the model of consistency. This team is very deep. I will also give them that. But just if you struggle from the three-point line, you're terrible on defense. You're not really scoring. I just don't see a world where you're going to be able to play a typical Izzo-like style, which is run and gun and stud point guard, lots of picks and rolls. Yeah, they have A.J. Hoggard, but they're not going to be able to run pick and rolls through him. Yes, you have Rocket Watts. He is still coming into his own. He's not consistent whatsoever. He's still young. I think he's still a little bit immature. You have Joey Hauser, great player. I like Joey Hauser a lot, averaging 12 and 8.5, but he's not. he can't be your go-to guy. Aaron Henry, same thing with him. Solid player, would fit in well. He reminds me a lot of like a Livers from Michigan. He seems like a guy that would be at Michigan, just another that make a, would make a, another solid forward that fits into the rotation. But he's not. He's the go-to guy at Michigan State. And I don't think he's capable of carrying that workload yet. But time will tell. As for Michigan... I mean, what more can you say other than the fact that this team is a serious problem for not only the Big Ten, but for everyone else inside the Big Ten? One more thing I want to throw about Michigan State to end on a little bit of a positive note. You do have very good comic relief on your roster. You got Jack Hoiberg, Steven Izzo, and um, I believe it's Jay Williams' son. As long as you got guys, those guys coming in and blowouts uh, to you know kind of lighten the load and keep these guys happy, I'm fine with it. It cracks me up. I love these guys. If you ever wondered what you would look like as a player in a Division One college basketball game, Stephen Izzo is like my size. I would probably look a lot like Stephen Izzo. That's how bad I would be. He's probably a better player than me, to be honest. It's just fun to kind of get brought back to reality when you think, oh, I could do this, I could do that, and then you put Stephen Izzo out there, and he literally looks like he's four foot tall. So at least you got comic relief going for Michigan State. I'm rooting for you. I, I love the potential matchups that we're going to see with Michigan and Michigan State. It, I It's my favorite thing in the world that these teams are always good at each and every year. It's always a great game between these two teams. As of late, Tom Izzo's been getting a better hand in Michigan. But we'll see. I think they do have a lot of legit issues that aren't... You can't just sweep under the rug and say, oh, Tom Izzo's going to fix it. Oh, this is a slump every year. They have glaring issues that need to be addressed... Or your expectations need to be lowered on what you expect of this Michigan State basketball team, ranked 23rd. I think that's right about where they should be, 20th ranked. They have huge, huge problems. They don't play defense and they don't score. How are you going to make a run of the Final Four when you don't shoot threes? When your go-to guy is so inconsistent? When you don't have anyone outside of that go-to guy? This isn't like a Michigan basketball team that has Dickinson, uh, Livers, Wagner, Walton when he comes back. That's four different options. Michigan State has one. Shut down Aaron Henry, and this offense is really not going anywhere. Joey Hauser, 12.5. That's the next best scorer, and he gets all of his points on putbacks. Get mad at me all you want. Say that I'm an idiot. Say that I'm Michigan slappy. I don't care. Look at the stats yourself. They're a bit eye-opening. Back to Michigan. Right off the top, before I get into the actual X's and O's of Michigan, I just want to say this. I said this on Three Point Podcast. Uh, check that out if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, a couple of big guests coming down the pipeline on that show. Michigan basketball is the child that is the golden child in the family. Let's say that you're your you're parent. We are parents. Michigan fans are parents. And we have two sons. We have the one that is Michigan football. 
probably the youngest, you know, the one that's always kind of had problems growing up, but we always saw so much potential in he's, he's maybe a very good artist or, uh, or, um, something along those lines, very smart, but he's depressed a lot and you gotta, you know, do a lot of different things to keep him happy. And then you have Michigan basketball, which is kind of the forgotten son. We never have to worry about them. They're always doing the right thing. He, he's leaving for West Point for college. The other kid, he's staying at home taking a gap year. That's Michigan football. Michigan basketball is going off to West Point, getting ready to become an officer in the military. Michigan football is getting ready to figure out what, what they want to do with their lives. We don't. We take for granted the kid that is the star. And when we put more attention into the one that we wish was a better kid, but he's just not. Appreciate the star. Appreciate that he's not giving you headaches left and right like Michigan football is. Wish him well. Call him when he's at college. Just let him know that you appreciate him because Michigan basketball has been uh, has been the standard in my life in terms of teams that always never disappoint me. Michigan basketball, just want to throw a shout-out. Thank you to Juwan. Thank you to John Beeline, who have always been there throughout my life that have made this possible. They're not the kid that's off smoking weed uh, in, in the school locker room. They're the one that's working out at 6 a.m. They're the one that's a straight-A student. Sure, we have to put more of our attention to the football program because they're the, they're the screw-up, but just know that you are also appreciated. So why does Michigan look a lot better than Michigan State? I think part of it, before we even step onto the court, is why guys go to Michigan State in the first place and why guys go to Michigan. If you go into your general first game at Michigan, uh, let's say it's a game, first basketball game of the season at Michigan at the Chrysler Center, there's maybe a thousand people in the stands. No one cares. You go to your first game at uh, Breslin Center, you go, heck, you go to Midnight Madness, and the gym is packed. Michigan State players go, go there for the girls, for the East Lansing campus, for the notoriety, for how much people just jerk off Michigan State basketball in East Lansing. You go to Michigan, you go there to learn from a guy like John Beeline. You go there to play under a guy like Phil Martelli and Joan Howard. You go there to, quote-unquote, play basketball, which is exactly what Hunter Dickinson said in an interview that I just heard. You go there to play basketball. You go to Michigan State for the midnight madness and the you know goofy Tom Izzo costumes at the, at those dang things and the going to Rick's and all that crap. You don't do that at Michigan. As a result, the no no fans in the stands. Michigan State struggled a little bit. A little bit of something that they look forward to a lot is get not there for them. Michigan. On the other hand, just pretty much another day that started this early in the season. Now, now they're good. Now they've shown some promise. Now it's going to start to feel like something to Michigan. But so far, this is just another start of the season for Michigan basketball. And it's the type of guys that Michigan recruits. It's the type of guys that go to Michigan. That's why they're not affected. As for Michigan on the court. This team is revolving around Hunter Dickinson, which I, I never thought would be possible. He, he's a f- true freshman, seven foot one, true freshman, and he's putting up 18 and 8 on 73% field goal percentage. When he committed to Michigan, Jawan Howard said, Make me great. Do I think Jawan Howard thought that he would just waltz in and start and be arguably the Big Ten player of the year behind Luca Garza right as he steps on the court at, at Chrysler Center? No. I didn't. I didn't even really know who this guy was until I just you see him every night on Twitter going off. An undefeated Michigan team right now. They look arguably like the best team in the country, ranked at number ten. Oh, and did I mention they're doing all this without Derek Walton, stud point guard? Had numerous triple doubles last season. 
Imagine what this team is going to look like with Walton back. They have Livers, Johns, and Dickinson. They're going to be able to beat you up on the inside. Then they have guys like Wagner, Walton, who can run pick and rolls. Wagner, who can just stroke it. This team does not have a big weakness. I would say three-point shooting a little bit. But they, that's not where they make their bones. This is almost like an old-school Michigan State team just dominating you on the inside. Not only that, but this is a classic B-line team. B-line said that this might be the best team he's seen in Michigan, even when he was there. This is He said this week or two ago with an interview with Tom Izzo. They ping the ball. They ping the ball. They have three guys with more assists than Michigan State's top guy, and they're missing their, their elite passer point guard. Eli Brooks has stepped up in a huge way. Brandon Johns looks a lot better. Livers, I was a little bit questionable at the start with the culture and him getting in a fight with John Beeline during the Oakland game, but that seems to be just water under the rug. And everything I'm hearing from this team is how incredible this culture is. Seems like they truly do have like the perfect blend of a coaching staff with the old, wise Phil Martelli on the bench with Juwan Howard, just the young gun who just brings energy and builds a culture, like just the ultimate culture guy in the NBA. Why do you think LeBron brought him everywhere he went? Michigan might, you just watch them when they're playing. They're so much fun. They look like they're having so much fun when they're playing. Doesn't mean that I'm not worried about a few things. Number one is struggling a little bit on defense. 103rd ranked with 67 points a game. And obviously I mentioned the three-pointers. If you run into a hot team against Michigan that's just hitting three-pointers, it's going to be tough for them to keep up in the tournament. That is why usually it is the very good three-pointing teams like a Villanova that are almost unbeatable in the tournament. Because if they just get hot for a couple week period for a two, three-week period, they're not going to lose. That's what makes me nervous about this little inside game. When the pressure's a little bit tighter in the tournament, when the Big Ten, we get a little bit more worn down. Freshman Hunter Dickinson's only been on campus for two months. Is he going to get worn down as the season goes on? It's funny how this guy is just everything that a big man should do, should be, excuse me. Keeps his hand high. He has such good positioning. It seems like every time he catches it, all he has to do is turn and shoot it. Finishes all of his layups and dunks 73% from the field. Why is that so hard for big guys? They have the, It might be the easiest job in all of sports. Get positioning. Be a good screener. Uh, just literally go off to the glass when you're seven foot tall. Finish your layups when guys like Walton and uh, Eli Brooks are just dishing it off to you. And that's what he does. He keeps his hands high, just goes right to the hoop, dunks it whenever he gets a chance. That's probably my favorite thing about this guy. He dunks it whenever he has a chance. And he's leading the team both in rebounds at 8.1 and in points with Smith leading the way with assists at 5.3. This team just does such They're so much fun to watch. They are such great passers. I truly do believe that this team has legit Final Four potential. The only thing that worries me is a three-point shooting. And whether or not this is just people need to get adjusted to Dickinson, he came out of nowhere. I think people finally realize that this guy's the real deal, and teams are going to start planning for him. But I just look at, and this is the game that I'm always going to use as a, as a measuring stick, is against Michigan State, it feels like Michigan's just going to be able to pound them inside. I feel like they have better guard play. Comparable talent to Aaron Henry. I don't think that he's you know the best player on the floor. I think Michigan's better at almost every position. And I think they're a tougher team. And I think they're playing a lot better right now. I'd argue maybe even better coach at this point in the season. You know Izzo's going to maximize their talent. We haven't seen Juwan in a tournament yet. But everything is pointing to that this is just an absolute home run hire by Michigan. 
and we need to keep this guy for as long as we can. As for Michigan State, I, I think the start of the season was a little bit of a uh, fooled you a little bit. They fooled me. I didn't think they were they were going to come out the gates that hot either. They fooled the entire country. Now we're seeing they're coming back to earth. They're not an 0-3 in the Big Ten team, but they are about a 500 Big Ten team. That's who they are. Who is Michigan? They have a couple of really good tests. They have been tested already twice with Minnesota and Northwestern, and they've answered both tests with flying colors. They've aced them like a Michigan student would. I'm very excited to see these two match up when they do. I feel like Michigan's going to be favored by probably five, four or five points. And we're going to see if Michigan State, if Tom Izzo, it's going to come down to coaching. Is he a lot better coach than Juwan? I don't know. If he is, you're going to notice a difference because I do 100% truly believe Michigan is the more talented team. And the thing that I think is really special about this Michigan team, I've already mentioned it before, is their culture. When you have a team that has so much culture, and they seem to enjoy playing with each other this much, and the coaching staff is able to, you know, get in spats with livers, and it's and as soon as the game's over, it's all done. I think that is huge for any team that wants to make a run in March, especially in a season where if you, it's almost like the NBA bubble. There's nothing to do but hang out with your team. There's a reason teams like the Clippers fall apart because they couldn't stand being around each other. This team loves each other. They go to insomnia cookies after games to celebrate. That's all they can do right now because of COVID. Perfect mix of youth and older players. I just, I'm loving this team. Every game is almost a much watch game. I love Blue by 90, uh, very friendly podcast, the three point podcast, Big Dixon Energy. That's the only way to describe this guy. He's an anomaly. We got, do we have four more years of this guy? I don't know. I hope so. Imagine what this guy is going to be like when he develops an outside shot. It's not even necessary at this point, but it's just another layer that he's going to add to his game that I can't wait to see. All right, before we wrap this up, I just want to talk real quick about the top storyline coming out of um, Michigan outside the court, which is a parent Fab Five show in the works. This is coming to you from Detroit Free Press. Um, Everybody knows, obviously, the ESPN 30 for 30 doc, uh, or it was actually ESPN film, uh, the Fab Five. Chris Webber was not involved, and that's what he says the biggest difference between that and this show is going to be is the fact that he is involved. It's based on Chris Webber's new book coming out. He's saying that Jawan Howard and Ray Jackson are going to be consulting on the series. The only thing that makes me worried about this show is it's Chris Webber running the being the floor general here. No Jalen Rose, nobody like that. Who I feel like honestly has a good grip on culture and can probably make a good show out of it. I just it just 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 the show just screams cheesy to me. Why no Jalen Rose? It's just it worries me. I don't think it's going to be a very good show. We have very little information on it. We don't even know what channel it's going to be on or if it's even in development. It just seems like he's working on it. If I had to give you my advice, Chris Weber, you've already kind of been welcomed back into Michigan's good graces. I have no problem with welcoming you back. This might be the thing that says that has me saying enough of this guy being honorary captain for the 2018 game against Penn State. Time to get him out. Watch yourself. The Fab Five is cool. If you make a bad TV show, the Fab Five, that's like All-American on Netflix that kids get it, like to love, even though it's a terrible show, you're going to ruin what is already the probably the coolest basketball team ever to play. Don't do it. Leave it on the shelf. Let's look at your book first. I'm not, again, it's not exactly going to be a turge painter, or a page turner, I don't think. Let's wait for that. We'll see how it goes. 
after that, maybe we'll wear the show. All right. A little bit of a shorter show today. I just wanted to put more of a premium uh, for the Michigan Michigan State fans out there on both Michigan basketball and Michigan State basketball. A bit of a catch-up for a lot of people. I feel like now that the NFL season uh, isn't playing all the time and the NBA is kind of underway, we get go back to watching more college basketball. And I tell you what, even though there's COVID going on, some teams are wearing masks, Boston University, teams like that, it's still college basketball. I love it. And especially when you have two good in-state teams that are big-time rivals, you got to love it. Enjoy it. Watch it as much as you can. Hopefully this did a good job catching up people that haven't been watching, and it also did a good job of maybe irritating some state fans or maybe even opening some eyes to some state fans and just seeing that maybe this team isn't legit. Maybe Michigan is the better team in the Big Ten. Maybe Michigan State is just the middle of the tier pack. Maybe Michigan is fool's gold right now. All that and much more we'll see as the college basketball season progresses. But thank you for listening. Daily podcast here on the Fast X Sports Show Network. I am Fats, your host. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday, with another show. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Ever since I left the city, you got a reputation for yourself now. Everybody knows and I feel left off. Girl, you got me down, you got me stressed out. Cause ever since I left the city, you Started wearing less and going out more Glasses of champagne out on the dance floor Hanging with some girls i never seen before You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love I know when that hotline blink can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing Ever since I left the city You, you, you You and me, we just don't get along You make me feel like I did you wrong Going places where you don't belong Ever since I left the city You got exactly what you asked for Running out of pages in your passport Hanging with some girls I've never seen before You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline bling only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing These days all I do is wonder if you're bending over backwards for someone else Wonder if you're rolling up a backwards for someone else Doing things I taught you getting nasty for someone else You don't need no one else You don't need nobody else No, why you never alone? Why you always touch a roll? Used to always stay at home, be a good girl, you was in the zone Yeah, you should just be yourself, right now you're someone else You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing
Ever since I left the city 